Mike, how could you put Titan as one of your top movies of the year? <laughs> that was that was It's about a lady that fucks cars. Ah. Just, okay. It's it's Cronenberg esque. <laughs> All right. Yeah. It was French, I think. Oh well. But yeah. So Titan well, you watch Titan. For anybody that is out there listening that has not watched Titan, it's not just that this woman fucks a car. Okay. She's pregnant with a car. <laughs> okay, hold on. Hold on. Wait, hold on. Uh, she fucks the first car. Titan. Gets this pregnant from movie. that car. Okay. And then throughout the whole movie. Oh, and also, by the way, she's a murderer. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> well, now I don't know how I feel. By the way, kind of thing. Um, well, well, when when you it, when you lead with uh, she fucks a car, then she's a murderer does actually become a by the way thing. <laughs> yeah, that's no longer the 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 headline here. It's it's not the lead. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot going on here. It's a fucking yeah. nuts movie, and. Just to clarify, when I said both, she's pregnant with a different car, and then she fucks a fire truck at the end. Uh, so oh, now now it's adultery as well. I will it's, not stand for this. Well, it's 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 different. It it comes off different in France because oh, it's sure. different values. It's a different sure. value system. So the adultery is not that much of a thing. Yeah, it's that's just us through our American yeah. sensibilities. Lens. Yeah. 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 That is much more by the way. Roughly 24 to 92 hours ago, Stab's team of comedy scientists commissioned three specific humorists to give various potentially comedic takes on several random topics, which they will now perform for the first and likely last time in front of a live studio audience in a show called... Stab. Welcome to the Stab Show, 2022's answer to a question 2021 forgot to ask. Let's introduce tonight's panel. Our first panelist is nailing his resolution to learn how to use a hammer. He's one of the co-hosts of Dregs of Craigs. It's Sean Crandall. Hey, everybody. Our second panelist once punched a hot air balloon for being full of shit. She's a cast member of Screen Time and Squad Patrol. It's Dana Bryan. And our third panelist still thinks everything looks better in pearlescent purple. He's a regular on Molly Party. It's Eric Barger. How's that? <laughs> and I'm your host, Jesse Jones. A little bit older. A little bit dumber. Welcome to Stab, everyone. Happy New Year. <laughs> More like schmappy schmoosh here, am I right? <laughs> uh, mm. <laughs> God damn it. Let's Back meet tonight. To <laughs> Uh, let's meet tonight's panelist, Sean. Hey there, buddy. Hey, how's it going? Oh, good, good, good to see you. Good to see you too, man. How's things? We didn't get our um, we didn't get our dregs this month because uh, the, the 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 first Saturday. Yeah, the, the yeah, the way things landed, yeah. but uh, we'll be we'll be doing one in February. Yeah, for I sure. Saw you guys just got uh, episode hundo though. Yeah, 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 episode 100. We just oh. released that. Oh, must be nice. Or, that's, I, that's cute, guys. Uh, we, did three, I, we did 300 last week. <laughs> uh, well, I know we're babies. <laughs> technically did 300. We'll see if it ever gets released. I'm so far behind. Um, good to have <laughs> you. How have you been since last time you were around these parts? 
Oh, not too bad. Uh, I mean, uh, everything becomes a little better when you just uh, bury your head in the sand like an ostrich. Yes. Yes. I prefer not to know uh, anything. Because when I do, <clears throat> we start canceling weekends worth of shows. Uh, <laughs> Look, I very much resonated with a little older, little dumber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, can't help it. But it's okay. This gives us an excuse to ramp up some new... Streaming shows, right? <laughs> Silver lining. <sighs> content, baby. <laughs> it's all about content. If you're not pumping out content, uh, are you even living in this world? Nowadays? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, there's a whole other conversation going on in uh, in the chat now. There's something about a lobster, uh, lobster movie. Oh, the lobster. Oh, the lobster. Okay. okay. That's a good one. <laughs> What Another is... weird movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm enjoy I'm enjoying the uh, the weird movie chat going on uh, as the secondary show, or some might at this point <laughs> call it the primary show. Um, <laughs> thank you, Sean. Thanks for having you. Uh, thanks for being here. I don't know what that sentence was supposed to be, but thank you. Uh, good to have you. Yeah, it's my pleasure to have you on your show. <laughs> yes, <laughs> indeed. I'm so happy you had me. Uh, <laughs> uh, second, uh, first time on the program. It's hey Dana. Hi. Hi there. Thank you for having me. This uh, is gonna be fun. Of course, I hope it. I hope it is. It's always that's always the the <laughs> it's always the worry. Uh, first time we get somebody in here. Um, if <laughs> if they had fun at all, you can blame uh Peach. You can blame Michelle Petro. Um, uh, I, I, I asked around for who should I, I get on here that I haven't, and uh, you were one of Michelle's suggestions. Oh, nice. So if it, if it was torture, then you know uh, who to blame for it. <laughs> well, I've, I've seen my good friend Kareen Lemke on here, and yes. it's, I've enjoyed watching, so yeah. hopefully it's the same on this side. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully. You actually brought paper. It's good to see. Yes. I, I'm a, I think I'm organized to a fault, mm -hmm. so... You know, I even made sure that the formatting was even for every prompt. Oh, cool. Some highlighting. It's great. Oh, man. That is good to see. I, <clears throat> I can't guarantee the content's any good, but the well, formatting's on it's, point. <laughs> I mean, there are, there's a lot of things that go into a grade on this show. And so presentation certainly counts. Yes. I appreciate paper. Um, well, I'm happy to have you. I hope you, hope you had fun with this. Uh, I'm, I'm always nervous for the first time uh, guests, but I'm, be great. I'm looking I'm forward to it. I'm always positive, so it's going <laughs> to well, be good. great. Then fuck my nerves. Uh, <laughs> They're valid. Your nerves are valid. <laughs> oh, I don't know. We've been on a heightened state for a couple years now. What, what even? What is valid anymore? Breathe. That's good. That's good. It's mm. nice. Well, thank you, Dana. <laughs> good to have you. Looking forward to it. And over there on the end... It's Eric Barger. What's up? Hey there, buddy. How's the how's how's the world treating you? Uh, let's see. You know, uh, ended the year with a big old throat infection and nice. a swollen uvula that felt like I was choking on my own uvula. Uh, so that was pretty fun. Um, but you know. I uh, I got to celebrate the new year by counting down the year with 
the coolest cats around, or should I say, the coolest hamsters around, my Animal Crossing <laughs> villagers. Nice. Uh, I don't have cats on my Animal Crossing island. I will never allow them. I think they look weird. <laughs> oh. <Right>. Oh. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. I That's struck weird. a nerve with some people. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I feel... Look, I feel that way about the hippos, but that's that's just me. That's just me. Man, <laughs> I think all... I would allow a hippo. My my run one rule is no cats, no birds. <laughs> Technically, that sounds like two rules, or a one A and one B. It's a one A one B. It's a, like an amendment. <laughs> well, good to have you, Eric. Um, Thank you. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, <laughs> your uvula is down to a. A reasonable size again? It's it's okay. I, <laughs> I I will say there is a minor possibility that I may just randomly during talking like fr- like just kind of seize up. So if that happens, <laughs> just I'm a hundred percent not joking right now. That might actually happen. Oh so if that happens, just give me like ten seconds sure. and I'll be okay. Sure. I mean. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, there it is. Oh, <laughs> there it is. Get all that. Oh. I I muted Loosen earlier because I was like sniffing and coughing, and I didn't want to just have people's conversations interrupted with. <laughs> well, it's very thoughtful of you. All right, guys, let's uh, let's let's limp into the new year, shall we? <laughs> All right, let's get started the way that we always do. I, I, I forgot until um, about an hour before the show. I meant to do new prompts for the first show of the year. I didn't. It's all old stuff. Uh, maybe next week. So we'll start as we always do. Segment one, reorganization. We're all comedy types here. And as such, it's probably pretty fair to say that we have lots wrong with us. I mean, who puts themselves in front of people demanding their love and affection at the cost of their dignity over and over again? We do. Likely among our litany of issues, though, is a little thing called AADD, or Adult Attention Deficit Disorder. It's probably a lot like ADHD, if not the exact same thing, but I couldn't concentrate long enough to fact-check that, so I have no idea. So instead, how about we just forget what AADD might already stand for, and instead, why don't you all give me who, or what else, uh, AADD might stand for or represent to you, Sean Crandall. Let's hear your AADD. So, AADD is also short for another illness that is ravaging our increasingly conspiratorial, conspiratorially minded populace. It's called ancient aliens dude disease. <laughs> Symptoms include, but are not limited to, believing Nazis are living in a spaceship under the Arctic Circle, <laughs> loitering, ar- loitering around Skinwalker Ranch with a pair of night vision goggles bought from a shady Amazon shop, and attempting to replicate the outrageous hairstyle of ufologist and ancient aliens host, Giorgio Tsoukalos. <laughs> there is no known cure. The only treatment is to nod along and, I don't know, maybe smoke weed with the guy. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Should be fun. Yeah. <clears throat> He'll probably tell you about Planet Nibiru. Oh, yeah. I remember that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From my my good old days, uh, working overnights, uh, <laughs> listening to Coast to Coast. <laughs> Ooh, yeah that yeah. that is that is a hot spot of AADD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was oh, 
Yeah, Planet X. It's coming. The Anunnaki gave us corn. <laughs> Who knew? They did. They did, Sean. <laughs> oh, thank you. <clears throat> thank you, David, for your AADD, Ancient Alien. Dude disorder? Is that what it is? Ancient aliens, dude disease. No, dude disease. I, I'm sorry, disorder. I was being too gentle. Uh, it's a disease. It's a, it's a disease. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. Oh shit. Oh oh, Dana. Oh, okay. it's your it's your first thing. Oh, okay. Everybody, calm down. Calm down. <laughs> Be cool. <clears throat> hey, Dana. Let's Hi. hear your AADD. Okay, I. This is something that I am personally afflicted with. I don't know if afflict is the right word. Mm. The doctors might think so. I don't. Um, a lot of us have spent a lot more time at home in the past couple of years than normal. So to me, AD, AADD stands for Assignment Adverse Dalliance Daydreaming. <laughs> you know, because your house <laughs> is not nearly as fun as, say, medieval England. And the knight's right in. And he's got a very long pole and he lances a lot. <laughs> and, you know, maybe the house doesn't get clean. But something's getting polished. <laughs> nice. Oh, I keep I keep drifting off. It was uh, avoidant. What was the? I already forgot it. Assignment, Assignment adverse dalliance daydreaming. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he right? does Lance a lot. Just not a little bit. I mean, and if you prefer like '70s spy time, mm-hmm. you know, there's definitely some some dalliances going on there too. <laughs> Maybe in some bell bottoms, you know, whatever you like. It's your daydream. <laughs> oh, thank you, Dana. Oh, now I'm gonna, I'm just gonna drift off. <laughs> Clearly, I keep doing that. I, I keep forgetting. <laughs> I keep forgetting everybody's responses, and I'm just oh, hmm. just you just gotta put a little more effort in and get the dalliance going in the daydream. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. You're just doing the drifting right now. Yeah. You need to be doing the daydreaming. <laughs> All right, I'll work on my dalliance. Good. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Dana. Wonderful start. Uh, Eric. Hey there. Hi. Um, don't don't lock up. Let's hear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Now I put it in your head. I'm sorry. I'm I'm jinxing it. Uh, Eric, let's hear your AADD. All right. <clears throat> Good morning, Morristown City Council. <laughs> Thank you for giving me the time to address you today. My name is Clyde Dumper, and I am here today advocating on behalf of the AADD, the American Association of Dookie Dancers. Now, we are desperately in need of a new... Sorry, what? Oh, yes, the American Association of Dookie Dancers. What are Dookie Dancers? It's a group of people who get together to do the dookie dance. Anyway, as I was saying, we are desperately in need of a new space. What's the dookie dance? The dookie dance. You know, where you grab your bottom with your hands and walk around as if you're holding in a massive dookie. Yes, like you're holding in a dookie. Like, you know when you feel like you have to make a big dookie, but you're in a situation where you can't, so you walk around hunched over, clutching your bottom as hard as you can? That's the dookie dance. Anyway, so my group needs a new space. 
Yes, we're a group of people that gather monthly, usually in the school gymnasium, to play music and do a dance that we invented called the Dookie Dance, where you walk around clutching your bottom <laughs> as if you're holding in a giant dookie. Mm -hmm. As I was saying, we need a new spit. <laughs> what kind of music do we play? What do you think we play? We play Do the Dookie Dance. <laughs> the song Do the Dookie Dance by Derek Douglas? Listen, we need a new space. How does it go? Come on. How does it go? Hey there, buddy. You're looking blue, but I know exactly what you should do. If you're feeling down in the dumps, use those hands and grab a hold of your rump and do the dookie dance. Come on. Do the dookie dance. You don't know this? Are you serious? Act like you're trying not to dookie your pants and do the dookie dance. Anyway, so we need a new space. Well, no, that's not the whole thing. I mean, there's the bridge. It's like, hey, you're looking kind of kooky. Walking around holding in a stinky dookie. Hey, you know you got to unload. So grab on your bottom before you explode. Listen, we are a group of people that meet up monthly, play a song entitled Do the Dookie Dance by Derek Douglas, and we all do the dookie dance, which is a dance where you clutch your bottom as if you're holding in a giant dookie with the American Association of Dookie Dancers. And all we need is a monthly time when we can use the city's rec center so we can get together and hold a dookie dance disco. Third Saturdays at 5 a.m. Thank you very much. Oh. <laughs> you don't realize oh. you don't realize until you hear it uh, 50 times in five minutes just how much you miss a word like dookie. <laughs> hey. Was three and a half minutes. I timed myself. All right. Well, we'll, <laughs> we'll go back and check the tape. Um, no. And <laughs> and you did continue to answer everyone's questions uh, as they came along. <laughs> the only thing they didn't get was uh, an example of the dance, but they were wondering if there was a song. The song came. There it was. Uh, we all can, we can imagine the dance. We don't have to see Eric. Do you have your own interpretation of the dance. Yeah. How do How do you hold in a dookie? <laughs> Man. You've done it, so you know. Yeah, well, yeah. we've you all walk around hunched over, grabbing your bottom as hard yeah. as you can. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like seeing something translated from a book. It's never going to be how you imagined it. Mm -hmm. So everybody's dookie dance is different. <laughs> <laughs> and now I've said dookie like five times. All right, segment two. <laughs> it's pickup lines. Uh, pickup lines aren't an exact. Science. Science also tells us to not call pickup lines science at all, but instead refer to them as what they actually are, sad panic outbursts. In pickup lines, your job is to deliver unto us three of your best pickup lines to or from the following person's places. Things or concepts will go one at a time, one, 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 two, 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 you know, as segment two does. So, <clears throat> Sean Crandall. Uh, you may have been able to tell that I've got yours while I was out on a walk. Uh, yep. <laughs> let's hear your first of three pickup lines to or from figured, the crosswalk button. I figured it was very usual suspects. <laughs> <laughs> Just sort of. Yeah. Anyway, my first pickup line mm -hmm. from the crosswalk. Button. Oh. Don't you mind the blinking red hand, Angel? We can take it at your pace. 
you're my pedestrian. You have the right of way. <laughs> nice. Oh, man. <laughs> it's called consent. Yes. I mean, it, and you, it's a very generous uh, lover. Um, they have the right of way. Mm-hmm. Always let them cross first. Um, thank you, Sean. We'll come back around to you. You know. Uh, Dana, hey. Hey. Let's hear your first of three pickup lines to or from general relativity. Okay. <sighs> you know, easy. Right. <laughs> well, you know, you must be light because I want to bend you like you bend around a black hole. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> Just <laughs> a little more direct. A little more direct about right. hole talk, but that's okay. <laughs> I mean, where else are we going to start with general relativity? Exactly. But that tasty, tasty (laughs) (laughs) black hole. Uh, Eric, let's hear your first of three. Uh, This has no place in my life, so I don't know where it came from, but um, it hurts to say it. Eric, (laughs) let's hear your first of three pickup lines to or from Turkey Baloney. All right, so this is a pickup line to Turkey Baloney. (laughs) Okay. Is that a bunch of finely ground light and dark turkey meat, also referred to as MDM or mechanically deboned turkey, seasoned, processed, and cured in the same manner as other bologna with a similar flavor and texture, squirted into a cylindrical plastic tube and vacuum sealed for freshness? Or are you just happy to see me? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's exactly what that is. Uh, and I'm happy. Uh, Sean, let's hear number two. To or from crosswalk button. People tap me incessantly every day to get me to go faster, and I never do so. Baby, you don't have to worry about me coming too quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you will, you will get there when you get there. Mm-hmm. No, no extra hitting that button is gonna do anything. <laughs> no. Get there in your own time. It's, it's the journey. <laughs> It's called Tantric Crosswalk. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just hit it all you want. It's gonna get here when it gets uh, guys, you Back. only have to you only have to you only have to hit it once. It's fine. You just, uh, <laughs> uh, that's why they're all broken. You hit them too many times. I'm sorry. Um <laughs> that's a peeve. Uh thank you, Sean. Um uh, Dana, let's hear number two. Two are from general relativity. Okay, well, I brought my wingman, Einstein, <laughs> to introduce us because <laughs> I needed someone to explain that my space and your time need to be intertwined. <laughs> nice. Oh, I, I thought you'd get this one. Uh, <laughs> I learned a lot today. <laughs> oh, this show, really, you know what? Maybe next week. <laughs> Maybe after the show. I need to uh, I need to up our donation to Wikipedia because this show leans heavily on Wikipedia and it has for almost nine years. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Dana. Eric, uh, pick up line number two, two or from Turkey Baloney. All right. Uh, to understand this, I just need to tell you a quick story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's important. Uh, over Thanksgiving break, mm-hmm. I went to see the movie The Eternals with my dad. Sure. Uh, and during the movie The Eternals, there's a scene in which Angelina Jolie's character cuts a villain in half, and then the shock registers on their face, and then they slide in half. And then at full conversational volume in a movie theater, my dad said, 
Nice slice. <laughs> <laughs> so that being said, this is my dad hitting on turkey bologna. <laughs> nice slice. <laughs> oh, man. It needed that full oh. walk, and we appreciate it. <laughs> hey. Hey. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, one more time around. Sean, let's hear your third pickup line to or from that crosswalk button. Girl, is it hot in here or beep boop? <laughs> beep boop. Walk. Beep boop. Beep boop. Walk. <laughs> I mean, is it? Uh, <laughs> it is. Uh, thank you, Sean. <laughs> Wasn't expecting to hear a <laughs> hear an impression of the crosswalk. Well, wasn't expecting to do it until <laughs> last night <laughs> when I came up with that dumb, dumb joke. Oh, so dumb, so good. Uh, <laughs> it it will not be appreciated more anywhere else. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Sean. Uh, Dana, let's wrap up your third of three uh, pickup lines to or from general relativity. Okay. Um, are you carrying a massive object in those jeans? <laughs> Because I'm feeling a gravitational pull to your pants. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I don't wear these pants just to cover up my black hole, girl. <laughs> oh, I don't wipe. I have a problem. Uh, <laughs> I've made it worse. <clears throat> I apologize. Uh, thank you, Dana. Evenly spaced on the page. Thank you. Uh, know uh, it. Eric, let's wrap up. Pick up lines with your third of three to or from Turkey Bologna. All right. This is less of a pickup line and more of like a little scene. Mm -hmm. So I'm going last. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> we cut to the inside of an upscale bar nearing the end of the night when most people have cleared out. <laughs> Excuse me. Can I sit here? Thanks. Oh, were you waiting for somebody? Yeah, me too. People in this town, right? You're turkey baloney, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. But right now, you're looking less like turkey baloney and more like turkey be lonely. <laughs> of course I recognized you. You were in those commercials a few years back. You were so good. Stop it! Yes, you were! Can I just say... The only thing that's baloney in here is that some guy would stand up somebody so beautiful. I look familiar too. What's my name? Oh, it's O-S-C-A-R. What's my occupation? I'm the M-A-Y-O-R. That's right. I'm Oscar the mayor. Listen, I know this sounds crazy. I'm an elected official and you're a processed lunch meat, but I just had this feeling that we... Bologna together. God damn it. <laughs> you'll, you'll come home with me? Great. That's great. And now I'm gonna spread your corpse on bread and eat you alive! <laughs> Is this who you want as your elected official? <laughs> this ad paid for by Derek Douglas for mayor. <laughs> 
You know, he had an illustrious career. He wrote the Dookie Dance song, yeah, yeah. and now he's running for mayor. Yeah. Well, I, I think he's got a shot. Yeah. I think he's got a shot. He's running for re-election, actually. So he's already <laughs> Oscar the mayor. Oh, God Derek Douglas is running for mayor. Yes. Oscar is running for re-election. Yes. Oh, I got it. I see. I I because he's Oscar the M A Y O R. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is the attack ad on Oscar. There it is. Got it. Got it. <laughs> I, all right. I got to get the lore down. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was I was just still I was still hung up on just that smooth. Oh, hey. <laughs> hey, you're you're turkey bologna, aren't you? Oh, <laughs> I don't want to say I'm a bit of a fan. Uh, <laughs> Oh God, I I, I wanted to have like a nice, a nice like not sleazy one. You know? Yeah, that was that was nice until it came to spreading around their corpse and eating it. Uh, <laughs> well, that's the that's the part of the attack ad. Sure, yeah. as a woman, I don't do that. believe those exist. I've never seen a not sleazy pickup line. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, no, yeah, no, we just saw a bunch that weren't. So yeah, 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 yeah that, that confirms it. I appreciate their their theoretically possible. Sure, right. everything is theoretically possible. <laughs> uh, you just don't see them often. No. All right, segment three. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I I swore I wouldn't. I swore I wouldn't do this. Uh, but here we are. It's celebration time. You guys have done the other two. Or, <laughs> You guys have done most of the other uh, segment threes too many times. We got we had to throw you into a celebration time, and you unfortunately are paying the price as well, Dana. Um, <laughs> it's a brand new year of stab, so I thought, why not celebrate some old ass previous things? And as an added bonus, I'm doing what I said I probably wouldn't do for this prompt, and giving you two events to celebrate in tandem. <laughs> I'm a dick. <clears throat> Every year, a January sixth happens. And like most days that happen, things happen on them. And in celebration time, you're asked to tell us how you've been or plan to be celebrating the following things that share a history date with today. So let's hear how you're celebrating these events. I think I like to think I at least paired them sensically. Sensibly? Sens- nonsensically? Sen- uh, in a way that makes sense. Um, rather than two completely random things. Sensibly. They, they sort of sensi- sensibly. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to keep doing it wrong now, Eric. You don't understand the gag. Sensibly? Sensically? Seussical? Seussical, the Dr. Seuss musical? Um, <laughs> so you'll see. You'll see how these pair up. <clears throat> uh, but again, I'm sorry, and I won't do this again. Sean, on this day in 1912... New Mexico was admitted to the Union as the 47th U.S. state. While, on the same day in 1925, American singer, or American singer, American, (laughs) no, I mean he might have on those coke binges, uh, American engineer, businessman, and founder of DeLorean Motor Company, John DeLorean was born. So how did you celebrate these two things in tandem? So what I like to do is I kind of have a special outfit I wear. It's this sort of like puffy vest uh, it's turquoise, mm. and I, I get I open up the gold wings of my old DeLorean, and I travel at eighty-eight miles an hour <laughs> down I ten all the way to New Mexico, and I take a look at all of the 
wonderful things for sale there, the, the, the great Native American grass, and then in classic American style, appropriate them and sell them on Etsy for myself. <laughs> oh, now I want a puffy turquoise vest. I don't know why. It just sounds classy. <laughs> always, always forget whenever I watch that movie that Christopher Lord just screams out, Bolivians! <laughs> and it gets me every time. <laughs> Very specific. And, you know, they don't get a lot of movie time, so I'm sure yeah. they appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so the one... <laughs> the one movie they can point to proudly. Right. So what if they're used as boogeyman villains in 1980s <laughs> pop culture? I mean, that's a role that normally goes to Russians. So good on you, Libyans. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking that 80s villain glass ceiling. <laughs> they killed a science man. All right. Oh, boy. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. <clears throat> Thank you. Uh, Dana. Ooh. All right. <laughs> uh, on this day, Dana Bryant, in 1412, Joan of Arc was born. While only 582 years later, and equally importantly, I like to think, American figure skater Nancy Kerrigan is attacked and injured by an assailant hired by her rival Tanya Harding's ex-husband during the U.S. Figure Skating Championships. How... How, I mean, we all know how we've been celebrating it, <laughs> but how did you celebrate these things, Dana? I don't know if you know this, but these are all about feminism and celebrating girl power. Absolutely. Right? So <laughs> what I'm going to do is get all my ladies together at night. Mm -hmm. We're going to light a sweet-ass bonfire, get some sweet, sweet wine. You know, we're going to write down the things that we're, like, giving up in 2022, like, bad things. Maybe they're like fears. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're bad traits. Maybe they're bitch ass friends that backstabbed you and gotta go <laughs> right in the fire. But you know, <laughs> but you know what else you celebrate on this day? Taking things back for people. Mm -hmm. They might be involved. They might not. Plausible deniability. <laughs> you know, there might be a movie about it later. Mm -hmm. um, and so you know what, Sharon, her ex boyfriend still has her TV. We're just gonna go take that shit back. <laughs> you know, Nancy has got a big promotion coming up, and her rival might get it. Not when we attack him in the parking lot, mm -hmm. because we're taking that shit back yeah. for the ladies. <laughs> it is a very big uh, female empowerment day. It is. Between, <clears throat> between Tanya Harding and Joan of Arc. I, you, you hear them often uh, in the same sentence. Mm -hmm. So this wasn't that weird. They're uh, on the same level of girl boss. <laughs> exactly. I mean, so. they're both doing things that, like, they're... Not being stereotypical girly girls, they're yeah. out there being the mom selves, <laughs> you know. Either like fighting a battle or coming from like the trailer park, but you know, women are women. Yeah. We deserve power in all our forms. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I think I think the spectrum is covered pretty well <laughs> between Joan of Arc and Tanya Harding. Uh, <laughs> and don't forget Nancy, let Nancy come. So she, you sure. Know, she's part of this too. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. Yeah, she's the one that got to come up and so. Yeah. Nancy. <laughs> so she's like the English. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Again, what we've all been thinking for years. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Dana. Uh, Eric James Barger, the I. <clears throat> on, <laughs> on this day in 1838, 
Samuel Morse and Alfred Vail demonstrated their Morse code telegraph machine for the first time in New Jersey. Then, only 60 years later, the first telephone message from a submerged, from a submerged, why do people keep calling the theater? <laughs> then, only 60 years later, the first telephone message from a submerged submarine is made by Simon Lake. Morse code, telephone submarine, Simon Lake, go. <laughs> hey, you! Yes, you! The one watching this commercial on your television set. Why, hello there! I'm Derek Douglas, the mayor of Morristown, New Jersey, and I'm cordially inviting you to celebrate one of the most exciting scientific achievements in history, the invention of Morse code! Every year, we celebrate this historic moment by throwing a massive festival that we call Morse Fest, or as the locals call it, <laughs> though few usually come, we invite all the world to come celebrate Morse Fest. It's a massive festival with booths, music, and even face painting. Bring your kids to get their face painted as Morse code! <laughs> Who wants to be a tiger when you could be a system of communication represented by lines and dots? But of course we have food. Come on over and try our delicious chocolate morsels. Or how about a delicious cherry lime aid? And wash it all down with some dipping dots. <laughs> Have you ever been to a renaissance fair where the employees speak an old-timey language? This is just like that, but all of our employees speak in Morse code! If you don't know how to speak Morse code, well, I guess you're out of luck. Celebrate the end of the festival with our hometown heroes, a Billy Joel cover band named New Morse State of Mind. But all of Billy Joel's lyrics are sung in, you guessed it, Morse code! You haven't heard Piano Man until you've sung, sing us a song! And once Morse Fest is over, we transition to Morning of Travesty, the day Simon Lake sent a telephone message from underwater, rendering Morse code obsolete. To mourn this and honor our savior, Samuel Morse, that's when we throw a more tragic festival that we call Morse Samar, in which we bring five outsiders who believe in telecommunication and sacrifice them to Samuel Morse. One gets their lungs split open and hung from electrical wires. One gets disemboweled and their skin filled with telephones. And one has to wear a bear suit and be burned alive. To be honest, we just couldn't think of more telephone-themed sacrifices. Anyway, as long as you're not a heathen who doesn't believe in the divine beauty of Morse code, come on down to Morse Fest! Somehow, sponsored by Sprint. <laughs> uh, something really hit Sean hard in the middle there. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, when I heard more summer, I was like, I was not expecting to hear about a phone-related blood eagle tonight, <laughs> but hey, man, first time for everything. Yeah. Wow. I wonder what Oscar Mayer thinks about the Morris Festival. How, how is he going to make it better? 
Oh, well, Derek he's out Douglas. of office now. Well, he yeah. lost to Derek Douglas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's right. Yeah. <laughs> now I got to read up on the Codex. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, people in the chat are <laughs> enjoying the Derek Douglas cinematic universe that is unfolding here. <laughs> the so. DDCU. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sometimes it happens. <laughs> Sometimes people like to tie all of their prompts together. It's a thing. <laughs> no, my next one stands alone. Spoiler. Well, we'll see. We'll just see about that bullshit. Maybe uh, I'll just set something up on the flap. Yeah. <laughs> just a little. Maybe there'll be an after credit sequence. <laughs> oh, stick around, guys. Uh, let's see if this holds true as we move over to segment four. It's review it. Some people like to launch themselves head on into a thing based entirely on a picture and description of the thing. Those people are me. Other people like to know how the thing in the pictures actually does, like in the real world, before buying or going to it. Whatever, man. <laughs> I don't know. Your, your task in review it is to give us your reviews of a thing in the style of a specific outlet. Inform future consumers with your words of warning or praise. Sean Crandall. Uh, I thought this would, I don't know. I, it's, it seems like one that you might be able to uh, uh, crush out here. So let's, uh, <laughs> just knowing your diverse interests, uh, <laughs> Sean <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear uh, your TripAdvisor review for Mega City One. Dystopian road trip series, day 23, Mega City One. Now, as you know from our previous reviews, my wife Deborah and I have been to a lot of dystopian cities over the past few weeks. District 12 was basically a cracker barrel without food or the little peg games. <laughs> And Deborah and I hate mazes and puzzles, so we didn't stay in the glade too long. Waterworld was nice enough, but too wet, and an uppity fish man wouldn't give me directions back to dry land. But Mega City won. Now there's a truly dystopian city you can make a ham-fisted point with. First off, it spans the entire eastern seaboard. So you can experience the, oppress the oppressive futurist nightmare regime in any sort of climate you'd like. And with all of that real estate, gang wars can be large-scale and fun. Deborah and I intended block warfare with all 50,000 neighbors of our little Airbnb, and all from the comfort of our own block. But I would say the best part of it all are these colorful characters they got running around called the Judges. I'm a fan of streamlining government, so you can bet I was pleased when I found out that these guys and gals have the authority of judge, jury, and executioner all in one. <laughs> Take, for instance, this one fellow I saw, Judge Dredd, I think his name was. He beat a man to death for spitting in a non-spitting zone. <laughs> now, that's the kind of civilian life I want to be in the future, completely at the whim of the state. <laughs> And I haven't even gotten into the part of the city that's inhabited entirely by sentient apes that act like 1920s gangsters. Yes, that's a real part of the comic. Yes, I found that out on Wikipedia. Yes, they dress in pinstripe suits. So if you can, I suggest a trip or permanent residence in Mega City 1. You simply can't beat the thrill of being completely annihilated for a seemingly minor offense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good times. 
Now I'm going to have to go home and watch Dread again. Judge Dredd's fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, leave the comic books to the states, Britain. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate it. It's, it's weird as hell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so good. Thank you, Sean. Uh, ah, yes. Looking forward to this one as well. Dana, uh, can you give us a car and driver review of the human body? Yes, um, the human body is a little a little pricey um, for the, for the vehicle delivery. You're looking about five thousand to eleven thousand um, dollars, and just know that the original chassis is not the final size, and will grow over time. The size the final size will depend on proper maintenance. It does come with a four liter fuel tank um, storage. You know your stomach, so you know, and that then will put fuel into the rest of sure. the operating system. Um, the general, you know, right off the lot models, they have about 1.2 horsepower at max. <laughs> they can't maintain that for very long, but they can maintain a 0.1 horsepower indefinitely. Oh. Um, if you go for one of the special models, you could reach up to 2.5 horsepower with those with a lot of training. Um, <laughs> The fastest models will go about 27 miles per hour. Um, your average model is really more about around comfortable around seven. Mm. Yeah, mm. a little bit of a difference. Um, there, oh, there is mostly it's really a rear wheel drive. <laughs> yeah. You know, the front Generally. wheels are really more for fine motor skills and not for you know mobility. <laughs> um, the weight of your vehicle will greatly depend on the base chassis and any extra features you pack onto the frame. Sure. Uh, oh, and the models generally come in two types, either manual or stick. Um, but there are some hybrid types that have a bit of both. <laughs> the average the average bedside that is, um, for the stick shift model, the average bedside is about 5'9". Mm-hmm. But um, many of our consumers prefer over 6 feet. So yeah. just keep that in mind. Yeah. 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 Um, a good model is going to maintain a good rear to front distribution. However, if you would like to change that, you can put some inflatable airbags on the front of your car. Sure. Um, the rear inflatable airbags are very rare, so <laughs> that's not a feature we, we usually do. It um, comes with a good grip, yeah? No. Um, if you give enough purposeful buildup, um, the driver experiences a very good ride. So yeah, get that good grip. Yeah. Um, also, oddly enough, there is limited interior space. It's best suited for one passenger, maybe two at max three if you get some good maneuvering there. Sure. Yeah, overall, I'd give it a three. Oh. Yeah, not bad. That seems fair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, maintenance, upkeep, that's a lot. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of down, but you know what? Overall, positive. Definitely make sure you hose out those crevices, they get sticky. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> yeah. Very you guys little. remember in Men in Black where there was that little alien that's in the guy's head and his face opens up mm. and he's like piloting it like a Gundam or something? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought of when I saw that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not wrong. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was I was getting around. To, to, yeah. There's there is not a lot of uh, internal storage. No. It's just. Uh, and sometimes you, you don't want to put anything in the trunk. No. <laughs> you got definitely got to ask first. Yes. Um, 
<laughs> your mileage right. may vary. Uh, <laughs> and if and, and it's if you want to put a passenger in your trunk, you definitely need to check on that and be safe. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> just, just as long as everybody's <clears throat> along for the ride, right. then. Uh, <laughs> all right, we're gonna move on. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Dana. Uh, and yeah, this one, uh, this one's just what it is. Uh, Eric, <laughs> just give you an opportunity to vent. Uh, <laughs> let's hear your Game Informer review of living in Los Angeles. All right. What's up, guys? <laughs> it's your boy, Cusp of Come 41, with another hot game review. This time, I'm reviewing the hot new game about living in L.A. called Grand Unprotected Left Auto. <laughs> One thing I'll say about this is that the story structure of this game is pretty whack. It starts off similar to the Pokemon games, in which you can choose a starter Pokemon in Squirtle, Bulbasaur, or Charmander, but instead of Pokemon, you choose a starter career as an Uber Eats driver, a Lyft driver, or a Lyft driver who also does Uber Eats and gets bad Lyft <laughs> reviews because there's always takeout bags in the front seat. There is a secret option to start out as a person who goes after their dreams, but that's only unlockable with a cheat code solely available seemingly to people who aren't you. <laughs> I chose the Lyft driver option. Now, where this game gets a little weird is that each mission is titled, Just Get Through the Goddamn Day. <laughs> You're then given several options of what to do with your day, such as drive for Lyft, do something else and worry all day about money, or go to improv class and hate every scene you do. <laughs> I chose the seemingly best of these and went to work at, at Lyft. At this point, the game gets a little boring because it's not so much gameplay as a bunch of cutscenes you have to scroll, scroll through, such as the guy who won't stop talking about how great all the Austin Powers movies are, but Goldmember is the best because it has the quote, always beautiful, always sexy, Beyonce. Or the old man who you're having a nice conversation with, but then suddenly makes you wildly uncomfortable by describing his friend as very fuckable. <laughs> or the guy who gets in your back seat and won't stop talking about how he's about to be recalled from the mayor of uh, <laughs> of whatever New Jersey city I said earlier. Uh, <laughs> or... <laughs> Or, the old, uh, or, of course, the woman who you have to escort to her apartment so that she won't pass out in the bushes. Then she forcibly pulls you into her apartment only to reveal her very hairy shirtless dad sitting in a recliner who begins to scream at her about who the fuck you are while you try to explain that you were just trying to make sure she gets home safely. And then when you try to leave, she chases you down the hallway crying and tries to make fun of you or tries to make out with you after making fun of your pants <laughs> while her dad comes out and continues screaming in the hallway causing people to wake up and come out of their doors and look at what's going on oh and by the way did i mention that you're parked with your hazards on right in front of the single lane entrance to this apartment complex so all you want to do is get back to your car and go home but then when you get back to your car you realize you still have to give two lift rides that night to get a 35 dollar bonus <laughs> Overall, I would say this game is bad. It's not fun and it's not worth it. 
I give it two stars, narrowly beating out the last game I reviewed, which was titled Sit and Rot in Your Hometown Waiting for an Invite to the Saturday Show. <laughs> Despite <laughs> negative reviews of this game, it's already set for a sequel entitled Sonic, colon, your Lyft passenger wants to go to Sonic, but you don't know where a Sonic is, and for some reason, neither do they. Happy gaming! <laughs> It's really f- fun to me how something so detailed uh, could clearly just be made up entirely and not an <laughs> actual situation pulled from life. Uh, <laughs> sorry? <laughs> talking about the mayor? Yes, yeah. I, mean, I, I, am, I am a little upset about the mayor potentially being recalled. <laughs> so sad. He's trying to do so many good things, everybody. You just gotta give him time. Right. Well, what the Morris- fuck is he doing in California? <laughs> well, Morristown. 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 I should have remembered that because it's it makes sense because of Morse. Yeah. I was like, whoa, Morse code was invented in Morristown? That's crazy. Anyway. <laughs> well, but yeah, those were mostly real examples. I um, Yeah, I imagine, and I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, oof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, know nothing about the rotting in your hometown example. Uh, <laughs> uh, and that brings us <laughs> cheerfully to segment five. Uh, it's new fall lineup. Television is what separates us from the beasts. That and pants and shame. But mostly television in new fall lineup. It's up to you to give us your rundown of the following new TV series, randomly generated by the many wonderful random title generators at SeventhSanctum.com. Someday, we'll let them know we use their generators a lot. Um, Sean, how about... uh, Let's see, how do I do this? Uh, (laughs) uh, Sean... Yes. Uh, yes, let's do it this way. I think this is how we do it. I've only done this uh, 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 nine years. Uh, <laughs> I've forgotten. do their things and then do plugs, and yes. I do plugs first. Yes, thank you, Eric. I just had a, mi- I had a mini stroke, and I forgot what I was doing. <clears throat> Sean Crandall. <laughs> yes. Let's hear your synopsis uh, for this made-up television series, Professor Thunder. Okay. You followed us from the very beginning. From Iron Man to Captain America. From Black Panther to Shang-Chi. Through the entire Avengers saga and beyond. You stuck with us as all the characters you loved went away and we started digging through the crates to find other characters to make movies and shows out of. Like Kingler and Blargo from The Eternals. Now, take your Funko Pops out of your mouth and get salivating for a new Disney Plus exclusive consumer experience program, (laughs) Professor Thunder. Based on the gag from one of the Avengers movies where Thor hits one of those Hydra guys with his hammer and he says a Joss Whedon-esque quip, the show follows that very Hydra guy, Olaf Brumblegood, as he seeks medical treatment for being hit by a giant hammer. With Hydra offering no health benefits, Olaf falls back to his former job, an adjunct professor of history at, com- at a community college in Ithaca. 
While receiving physical therapy, he accidentally fries his therapist to a crisp, having gained the awesome powers of lightning and thunder from the mythical hammer Mjolnir. Now on the run from the cops for manslaughter, Olaf hops from town to town, taking teaching positions by day and repenting for his sins at night as the vigilante crime fighter, Professor Thunder. So log in every Friday for a new episode of Professor Thunder. You're not going to want to miss it. Why, you may ask? Well, let us quiet that last critical thought in your brainworm-addled head by telling you that Professor Thunder is packed with references to the new Spider-Man movies. <laughs> so you can't afford to miss it. We've trapped Tom Holland in a bubble and have him for life. He's ours now. So tune in and follow us on all of our socials so you can catch every update and distract yourself from the cultural hellscape we've created. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that'll be rolling out in 2026. Uh, <laughs> as we just... I say this excited about the Hawkeye. Sure. Show. Sure. It was all right. Hawkeye's good. Hawkeye's good. It was all right. Yep. Yeah. It was good. It was all right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you see how they're setting up Young Avengers, everyone? Okay. All right. Let's. <clears throat> everything's Hawkeye's fine. Hawkeye's good. <laughs> Man, I just finished Loki. I won't get around to it for a while. Oh. What are you pacing yourself? Come on. <laughs> yes. Gets, no. <laughs> Have you gotten through What If even? What are we doing here? Oh, I'm not going to watch that. Oh. What If is good. <laughs> All right. You don't strictly have to see it, but it looks like it's going to tie into a multiverse of madness. Uh, all right. Let's just... Uh, we've been programmed by our Disney overlords, and we like it. We like all of it. Thank you, Disney. <laughs> Regurgitate more into my mouth, please. Uh, Sean Crandall. Hey. Uh, how, can, how can people... See, this is the way this is supposed to go. How can people enjoy more Sean Crandall out in the world, on the onlines, however they might want to take in their Sean Crandalls? So you can follow me on Twitter at the Sean Crandall. We also have a show, so a couple of friends and I, Dustin White and Steve Ross, we have a show called Drakes of Craigs, where we dive into the world of Craigslist to find the very worst and bring it back to you on a silver platter. Uh, so we have a, we have a live stab show the first Saturday of every month, but then we also do biweekly episodes that we release anywhere that you can get podcasts. Mm -hmm. We just put out our 100th episode yeah. where we have a special guest oh, shit. from Hello from the Magic Tavern. So, oh. well, check it out. Now's <laughs> a good time. New year. Yeah. Cracking off a new hundo. It's going to be good. <laughs> Find your next podcast obsession. Dregs of Craig's. You'll hate exactly. that you like it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sean. Uh, Dana, hi there. Hi. Hey, you've been there the whole time. I have. <laughs> Surprise! This happens to me a lot in social events, actually. <laughs> no, you're wonderful. So happy to have had you here for your first time. Oh, I'm now sorry that I see what I gave you. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, Dana, let's hear your synopsis for the new fall TV series, Suffering Party. Well, as everybody knows, the new IT demographic are elder millennials, <laughs> right? <laughs> and if there's anything that elder millennials love more, it's two things. One, 
talking about all the way that they suffer mm -hmm. as an elder millennial. <laughs> and two, time paradoxes. Ooh. So you know what's going to happen in the mm -hmm. suffering party? I don't. A group of late 30-somethings all go to a party to catch up and see, is their life really better than any of their high school friends? <laughs> but oh no, it's a time loop. Ooh. And the party just repeats every day. So they wake up and they go back to the party. Each episode, we'll take a look at the lives of each of the many different stereotypes that you see, that you know, that is now a millennial, like the jock who peaked in high school, sure. you know, the cheerleader that is now a dental hygienist, because mm -hmm. that's what they all do. Uh, we got the smart one that went to college and now gets paid barely more than everyone else, but with huge debt. Yes, you got the, the jokester, who's actually, you know, it's kind of sad. You know, he's got oh, no. diseases. Oh, no. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but really, really, we want it, it's going to ask some of the key questions of the show we're going to look at. We're going to look at, mm. does anyone realize that they're in a time loop? Or are they just going to keep living it over and over again? If they if they realize it, are they going to tell each other? Or are they just going to be like, I don't trust you. I'm not going to say shit. <laughs> um, is personal growth the goal of this? Or can they even grow? Because aren't they all Peter Pan syndrome anyway? And they're not gonna, not gonna change. Um, is this a metaphor for my life as an elder millennial, or is this like scientific fact and this is happening and this is why I hate my life and everything sucks? Um, also, most importantly, if I'm stuck in a time loop, do I still have to pay my student loan? If I make a payment every day, but it's the same day, can I, can I cut into that balance? Because that'd be nice. So you know. If you're like, I want to watch exactly my own life, but on TV with hot people, <laughs> watch The Suffering Party. <laughs> oh, it's definitely on NBC. Yes. Yes. Whew. All right. <clears throat> I, haven't, I haven't seen one episode of it, but I imagine this is uh, basically the plot of uh, This Is Us. Am I? Am I, is that, I, don't, I don't know. Just by the commercials, that's sort of what it looks like. I don't know. <laughs> well, people are sad and they're in the like late 30s range, then yes. Yeah, okay. Yes, it is. Well, that seems right. <laughs> oh, thank you, Dana. Oh, wonderful. Well, so, oh, oh, so good. Oh, thank you. Oh, so good. Uh, <laughs> welcome to this weird uh, stab family. Uh, how, Dana, how might uh, people uh, enjoy further the uh, the good times of uh, Dana Bryant out in the world, out in the, the internets, out, 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 out there? Most predictably, um, I every second Saturday eight o'clock, I'm with a sketch crew, crew called Scott, Squad Squad ah, Patrol. Squad Patrol. Uh -huh. Yes, at the Sacramento Comedy Spot. Mm -hmm. I, I'm the newest cast member, so yeah. I have a lot to live up to. <laughs> um, and then online mm -hmm. every other Tuesday, me and my awesome co-host play video games, um, Comedy Spot games. Yeah. We play whatever you know. It's no, it's just video games and. Yeah. Banter. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. We yes. do that here too. <laughs> because well, video awesome. games are the only thing that bring me joy. Yeah. yeah. I don't have children or a spouse, so video games, you know, fills that hole. Yeah. Overrated. Yeah. yeah. Overrated anyway. Uh, they just cut into video game time. Exactly. So. <laughs> I didn't get to play as a kid, so now I have my own money, so oh, I do what I want. Perfect. <laughs> well, thank you, Dana. Thanks for joining us. So much fun. Thank you for um, having me. Uh, oh, Peach! Uh, Peach was saying that was uh, that was giving that was giving them uh, Riverdale vibes. 
so yeah a little young i think that's gen z yeah it's a little young for the suffering party they don't they don't realize the suffering that's coming later no they're all hot and young and it's fine (laughs) (laughs) as opposed to hot and late 30 yes because that's when your your joints start to give out (laughs) oh i don't know anything about that i can't wait to get home to my heating pad (laughs) 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 all right and that'll get us to uh, as promised uh on the instagram another puppet show hey eric barger <laughs> What's that? Uh, remember, you got to keep it tight. We've got you cropped severely. I, Make sure. It's I know. Secret. All right, you've learned. How many freaking times have I done puppets on this show? Uh, every time. <laughs> no, <laughs> most of them. I didn't do it the first time just because I lacked confidence. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I remember the picture of that puppet. It was a glorious puppet. Uh, <laughs> uh, they made an appearance later. We'll not get into it. Uh, Eric. How can people, uh, aside from, you know, um, <laughs> looking for a ride or food in Los Angeles, how can people uh, <laughs> enjoy more Eric Barker? Uh, well, the, obviously, you know, I have a comedy album on Spotify under the artist name EJB1. It's called Party Animal, parentheses, party songs by a guy you don't want at your party. Mm-hmm. So you can find me there. But the main thing, if you're gonna, if you're really gonna like try to find me, uh, please go to Instagram and look up Raptor on a Horse. Uh, it is a uh, stop motion sitcom mm-hmm. uh, about a raptor, a horse, and a hippo living in the big city, made by me and my partner Molly Doan. We have seven full episodes out. Uh, it's really fun, and we really love doing it, and it's not appreciated enough, so (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, go out there, and please, please, I'm begging you, watch (laughs) Raptor on a Horse, Um, and that's what I have to plug. All right. Well, hoping to get Raptor on a Horse back here with the full Molly Party crew someday. Hopefully, hopefully we'll have Molly Party back around, Um, but in the meantime... Enjoy your raptor on a horse. Uh, Eric, <laughs> let's wrap up the segment, the show, this evening, the first show of 2022, with your synopsis for the new TV show, the new TV series, Bookman. All right. <laughs> Soon joining the Arrowverse on the CW, <laughs> Bookman. And in a shocking development, oh shit! And in a shocking development, Mayor Derek Douglas is recalled from office after trying to make the town anthem do the Dookie dance. Ugh, I'm nothing. I'm not a songwriter. I'm not a mayor. That's why I'm here at the library late at night, brooding. All of a sudden, some big-ass hole opens up in the sky, relating to some sort of multi-universe adventure between the Flash and the Arrow, Mm -hmm. and also Supergirl, and also Legends of Tomorrow, Mm -hmm. and also Black Lightning, and you have to watch all five of those shows all the way through to understand what the fuck is going on right here. (laughs) Anyway... I'm being sucked up in the air with all these books! (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) What? Oh! Oh my god! 
I'm a book. <laughs> hey, need a hand? <laughs> oh my God, it's the Flash. Whoa, except, oh my God, you look like a different guy than the guy that I know is the Flash. Normally I'm used to the Flash looking one way, but <laughs> now that I'm in a different universe, you look like a different guy than the guy who I'm used to being the Flash. Yes. That's so trippy. <laughs> I know. It's really cool. Listen, when you went through that wormhole with all those books, you created a multiversal rip. Whoa! And now all the universes are going to crash together, and then there will be too many people, and they'll all get smashed together and clumped up. Smashed together? You mean like vacuum-sealed meat? I think I know who we need to call. <laughs> what do you want, Derek? Please, I'm no longer Derek. I'm Bookman. Listen, you know about being squished together. What do we do about this bad universe? We just gotta slice them open. Well, that's gonna need a really nice slice i think i can handle this my name's michael barger and i know a thing or two about a nice slice not so fast uh -oh. <gasps> whoa hold on you're not the flash you're simon lake that's right you didn't create a multiversal rip I called all those universes here <laughs> from a submerged submarine. Mm -hmm. And now I'll end Morse code in every universe. <laughs> yeah, but you forgot about one thing, Simon. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, what's that? Remember when you saved that really drunk girl earlier? What? What are you talking about? Hey there, <laughs> hey. Come back to my apartment. No, no, I don't want, I don't want to meet your father. Come on, let's go. Oh, by the way, nice pants, idiot. No, 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 please. Asshole. Quick, oh, I don't need you. Quick, Mike, all the universes, they're crashing. This one's for you, Angelina. Nice! Slice! Bookman. A guy turns into a book, and then everybody else saves the day. Coming soon to the CW! Oh, god damn it. <laughs> Can't wait for this new Speed Force art. Oh, That's gonna it's, be fucking just, great. it's just as likely as everything else. And Stab is over! Thank you for joining us tonight, and of course, special thank you to our incredible panel, Sean Crandall, Dana Bryant, and Eric Barger. If you like tonight's episode, then odds are real good. You'll also enjoy some of the other 300 episodes available via the, pod via the podcast outlet of your choice. Be it Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or the Good Pods app. Or if you want to catch Stab live, you can just tune into Stab TV on Twitch and only Stab TV on Twitch for a little while because the world's dumb. Don't come here. Uh, that, that's all we have for tonight. 
I've been your host, Jesse Jones, hoping that you have a better year than the last few, which mathematically, you almost can't not. Thank you, guys. Good night. <laughs>